This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Welcome to the Daily Detail. I'm Emily Danielson, in for Andrea Tice. An escaped felon is back in custody. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall announced Thursday morning that the man wanted in connection with the shooting of two Bibb County deputies has been captured. Austin Patrick Hall was at the center of a statewide search Wednesday after Alabama law enforcement issued a blue alert. Hall, a convicted felon, is accused of leading the deputies on a chase in a stolen vehicle. The incident happened around 5 p.m. Deputies said Hall eventually got away on foot in an area of Golfer's Trail in Briarfield. Hall is in custody. One deputy is in critical condition at UAB and the other has been released from the hospital after treatment. Rick Carl with WVTM 13 said he spoke to the father of one of the deputies that told him he has been shot in the head and was on life support. Jim Ziegler calls on criminal justice system to do better. State Auditor Jim Ziegler said late Wednesday that Austin Patrick Hall, who reportedly shot the two Bibb County deputies, was not supposed to be out of prison. Ziegler said Hall was criminally charged 46 times in the past nine years, but he was approved for work release in 2019 while serving a 10-year sentence for theft of property in 2018. This inmate was not appropriate for work release then, and he was not supposed to be out of prison now, Ziegler said. Our criminal justice system needs to do a much better job of deciding which inmates to release under work release, parole, and any types of early release, Ziegler said. We need more accountability on the part of officials who make these decisions. USDA ties school lunches to Biden's transgender agenda. U.S. Representative Barry Moore, a Republican from Enterprise, joined 13 other House colleagues in a letter sent to Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack, calling for the USDA to rescind a policy that ties school lunch programs to the Biden administration's transgender agenda. In a May memo, the USDA directed state agencies to include gender identity and sexual orientation in their procedures for evaluating sex discrimination complaints. The directive would make school meal program funding contingent on how a state's education policymakers direct public schools to regulate so-called gender identity concerns. The letter to Agriculture Secretary from the 14 Republicans demanded the directive be rescinded, calling it unacceptable and saying it goes far beyond the authority of the department. The USDA memo could come into play for Alabama, Earlier this year, the state legislature passed a law, HB 322, directing public schools to require students to use the restroom that corresponds with their biological gender. 1819 News expands its sports department. Editor-in-Chief Ray Malik announces longtime Alabama sports writer Steve Irvine will become sports editor for 1819 News. He's a native of Huntsville. Irvine is a veteran, writing for the likes of Long Beach Press-Telegram in California and Birmingham News covering University of Alabama and others. 
and is probably best known for his time as beat writer covering UAB sports. Mellick says he is a journalist who seeks out the great stories and says 1819 News is moving into a new era of coverage of all things Alabama. Irvine says he is excited to join 1819 News and looks forward to providing readers with in-depth coverage of all levels of sports throughout the state. Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson is sworn in to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court continues making headlines as the first black woman was sworn into office on Thursday. Supreme Court Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson was sworn in by Justice John Roberts. I, Katanji Brown-Jackson, do solemnly swear. I, Katanji Brown-Jackson, do solemnly swear. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I take this obligation freely, without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion. That I take this obligation freely, without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion. And that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I am about to enter. And that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I am about to enter. So help me God. So help me God. Jackson officially succeeds Justice Stephen Breyer, who retired and whose seat was vacated at noon on Thursday. Jackson formerly clerked for Breyer. Jackson was nominated by President Joe Biden and confirmed by the Senate with a 53-47 vote in April. The Supreme Court handed Biden another win when it ruled on Thursday that the Trump-era migration protocols can be canceled by the Biden administration. Known as the Remain in Mexico policy, some coming across the Mexico border could not be released into the U.S. until their immigration case was heard by a judge. They instead had to remain in Mexico. The Biden administration was initially blocked by a lower court from ending that Trump policy, but the Supreme Court, in a 5-4 ruling written by Chief Justice John Roberts, gave the Biden administration the authority to end that policy. The Supreme Court handed the Biden administration a defeat in another 6-3 ruling that prevents the EPA from enacting broad and sweeping regulations on power plants. Regulations meant to push the nation's energy away from fossil fuels, such as coal, in generating electricity. While Chief Justice John Roberts expressed that the transition may be a sensible solution, he went on to write, quote, But it is not plausible that Congress gave EPA the authority to adopt on its own such a regulatory scheme in Section 111D. A decision of such magnitude and consequence rests with Congress itself or an agency acting pursuant to a clear delegation from that representative body. End quote. The decision by the court significantly limits federal agencies' authority to implement rules and regulations without Congress's approval. Majority of Americans oppose allowing transgender athletes to compete in women's sports. 
A poll by the Washington Post and the University of Maryland is gaining attention because it shows the majority of Americans oppose allowing transgender female athletes to compete in women's sports. The poll was done in May of 2022 and included 1,503 people from throughout the United States. While it was not opposed as staunchly at the youth level, 55% opposed allowing transgender girls to compete at the high school level. 58% opposed it at the college and professional levels. Only about 3 in 10 approved of the integrated competition, while 15% of those polled had no opinion. Critics argue that due to differences in things like testosterone levels and muscle mass, there is an unfair advantage over female athletes and also undermines Title IX, which helps ensure that females have the same access to opportunities in education as their counterparts. Inflation continues to soar with no end in sight. And the area it hits us all is the grocery shelf. Food prices shot up last month faster than they have in over 42 years. Food producers are warning Americans that their increase in costs have yet to show up on the grocery shelf prices. According to farmer John Chester of Tennessee, who was interviewed by the Epic Times, the increase in costs experienced on the farm, the consumer doesn't see for another 18 months. Texas farmer Lynn Allen, also interviewed by the Epic Times, says people don't realize what's fixing to hit them. While food prices hit the poor and low income the hardest, grocery shelves aren't the only place impacted. According to the U.S. Bureau of Statistics, massive inflation meant overall U.S. consumer spending in May was even lower than expected. May's report is not a good indicator as consumer spending accounts for two-thirds of the U.S. economy. You're listening to The Daily Detail. I'm Emily Danielson, in for Andrea Tice.